Hi, I'm Nikki Schrera, and you're listening to The Jazz Session, the original jazz interview podcast. Lesson one, basic hip. This is episode 576 for the 24th of November, 2021. The Madrid-based pianist, Daniel Garcia, carries within him a deep sense of the history that has shaped him. After studying at Berkeley under the mentorship of Danilo Perez, Daniel returned to Spain to carve out a reputation as a real force in the Spanish jazz scene, expertly traversing jazz and flamenco landscapes to create a signature, sophisticated sound. His second album for act music, Via de la Plata, was released in September 2021. I was thrilled to chat to Daniel about his music and brush up on my pretty non-existent knowledge of flamenco and Spanish history in the process. Daniel, hi, welcome to the Jazz Session. Thank you so much, Nikki, for having me. It's a big pleasure, absolutely. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I was introduced to your music by a critic, a journalist in London called Sebastian Scottney, who sent me a message and he said, have you heard uh, the Daniel Garcia trio? You might like this. And he sent me a link and I had a listen and I said, oh, I love this. It was the combination of the sound of the recording. The production is superb. Your your pianistic touch and also all the influences, the classical influence, the Spanish influence. It was thoughtful and composed, but it was also free and open so that there was improvising and you could showcase all these amazing musicians. And of course, I must say, because we'll speak about her, you also featured Anat Cohen on this new album and I'm a big Anat fan. So 
So we are two big Anat fans here. <laughs> okay, so we'll bond over that and then make sure she hears it. But for that reason, I said, oh, I love this album. And it's it hasn't come out yet. It's coming out on the 24th of September on ACT Music. Yes. So I'm very excited. I feel like it's all very kind of relevant. And I'm talking to you about a new album and not an album that was released during the pandemic, as is often the case. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, I have to say that you you did uh, a pretty uh, precise description of of my music in very few words, which I often find difficult. So, I mean, that means you you take your time to listen and your your time to think about the music. So, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's a it's a total pleasure. But I will say, Daniel, that. I listen to a lot of music and little bits, you know, five seconds, 10 seconds, trying to hear everything that's sent to me. But I will say that when a musician is really well formed and has a lot of care in the music they create and also how they create it, who do they create it with, who's bringing it to life? then it really doesn't take a lot of time for all those influences to jump out. If, if, you know, it's like a good, it's like eating good food. If all the flavors are balanced, it's salty, yes. it's sweet, you get it all in, in one bite. So I think Absolutely. you're a good cook. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You, 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 bring, out, you bring out a, a, another thing that I really like, which is cooking. So we are, this is a good starting point, actually. <laughs> This is great. I'm very excited now. I hope, yeah, I hope that the interview goes up and it's not like, well, they bonded over a Nat Cohen and cooking and then that, that was it. Yeah. Um, but let's let's chat about you and not about what I think about you or okay. your music. Um, you mentioned to me that you're on tour at the moment, but where are you based nowadays? Uh, I'm based in Madrid, in, in outside of Madrid, uh, in a little village. Uh, so, but it's like half an hour driving to Madrid. So. You could say I live in, in Madrid. Since I came back from from Boston like ten years ago now. So so yeah, I've been based in, in Madrid for the last ten years and it's been it's been a journey actually, which is on the going. So so yeah, but I, I really like being here. It's Madrid is a it's a city that has a little bit of everything. Uh, it's very welcoming. People that is so open and you know uh, the musicians are, are very good. Uh, my family is nearby, so so kind of everything fits right now. Yeah, and I'm sure it's also nice to be back in Europe because that might make travel slightly easier, Absolutely, closer. Yeah, I mean we are traveling all the time, and uh, doesn't matter where you live in Europe, everything is close by plane. So so we are at most three hours flying to every, every, you know, every place in Europe. So, so it's, it's, it's great. I'm always envious of people who live in Europe for that exact reason, or people who live in London, you know, just let's go for a weekend. We'll go to Prague. We'll just, you know, hop on. It's all so close. And Daniel, you did say off air before we got started, you said the, the Spanish jazz scene is, I think you said boiling over. Uh, So tell us about the scene. Well, I mean, uh, I think I think uh, sometimes happens. I mean, it, the, the history of music is full of, 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 you know, of of moments where, you know, it's like like, you know, the stars uh, align. So you have like a generation of, of musicians that share uh, common thoughts about music, common thoughts about 
how to do it. Uh, and, uh, and I think this happened in Spain uh, short, sort of 10 years ago uh, when I came back from Boston. So, so there's a very nice generation of musicians around my age uh between in, in between the 30s and the 40s uh that is is doing very interesting things uh and i think you know people abroad is starting to notice which i'm i i'm i'm very glad of so so yeah i mean we have been doing very, i think mm, nice things in music for the last 10 10 years we have we have found uh, I don't know, uh, new ways, I think, of, of, of doing music with, with, with the elements that are common to us here in Spain, but at the same time with, with, with other elements from abroad, with no fear at all. Uh, so I think, I think it's a good moment for Spanish jazz. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, absolutely. And how long were you in Boston for? Um, I, I went to Daniel? Boston for, for two years. Okay, and you were at Berkeley. Yeah, exactly. I I I finished my classical studies here, uh, uh, but I I was I mean since I was a child I've been improvising uh, with music, playing with music. Uh, I love all kinds of instruments. Uh, my father is a professional musician, so since I was a child I've been I've been playing with the music, uh, like it 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 was a toy, you know. Uh, but everything was very self-taught, uh, so I had uh, pretty big holes in some some kind some some parts of, of you know how to improvise and the knowledge of music. So I went to Boston and tried to to fill those gaps, uh, uh, and it was a very nice time. I learned a lot about not only about music but about life about managing yourself about dealing with your, with your own contradictions and you know weaknesses uh, as a musician and as a person uh, and it was a, a you know a period of growing uh, which i really appreciate uh, and when i came back i came back uh, with another mindset and and everything from that point on, everything was like super clear in my mind about what to do and what, how to, you know, how to focus my career as a musician.
sounds like the time that you spent away when you came back, the scene was very different. Why do you think it's changed? What has happened to the Spanish jazz musicians? Is it just that they're they're finding more access to people? Does it have anything to do with, I don't know, when the Berkeley campus in Valencia opened? Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think so, that Berkeley Valencia has a lot to do with, with the Spanish scene because it, it started uh, uh, before before uh, before Valencia was was there. Uh, I, I, it's difficult to it's difficult to say that's what happens with this kind of you know uh, uh, you know things that seems to happen by chance. It just, I mean, we, we are uh, we are kind of a bunch. It's not that we are a lot of musicians, but we are a bunch of musicians that share uh, common things, common views about the music. We are brave, and we have we we have uh, you know we have been taking care of our craft, like like it, it because one thing that happened in Spain is that that the. the we had good ideas here, but we didn't have the tools to make it happen in, you know, in a, in a, in a way that was, you know, at the same level of the rest of the rest of Europe or America, you know, but that thing has changed definitely. So we, we have traveled, we have studied abroad. We have contacts every in, in, in a lot of places all over the world, in America, in Europe. Uh, so the, I think the, the, the level of, mu of musicianship rise a lot during the last 10 to 15 years. So those ideas that we had, that traditionally had, can now come true in a very, you know, in a very uh, artistic and, and in a very good way musically, you know. And I think it's a bit of a chance that that happened. It's it's a fun thing about this. So so I don't know what what this is going to lead, but uh, at this point we are we are we are I think we are doing nice things in music. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear you say that because I do think I love the combination of folk music and jazz, and I think in many ways for me the idea of music that sounds Spanish, whether it's because of the, the rhythmic devices mm -hmm. or the melodic intervals or that it kind of sounds like it borrows from, you know, sort of, I, and I say Spanish folk music as in the music of the place, yes. uh, that combined with jazz, I just think would be so wonderful because there's also, a, there's a virtuosity mm -hmm. to a lot of that, a lot of Spanish music, whether yes. it's flamenco or whatever. And so that pairs, I would think that pairs well. I don't have to think it pairs nicely with jazz because your album is proof that it does pair nicely with <laughs> jazz. And as you said, it sounds like a lot of these ideas of what is Spanish jazz? How do we combine those two worlds and other worlds? It sounds yes. like the musicians now in Spain, your peers and you are doing a really good job in having that all come to life. Sounds yes. insane. Absolutely. It makes, it makes total sense what, what you're saying. Uh, well, you, you, you touched mm, uh, many, many topics in, in, in that question, but uh, uh, the, you know, the flamenco, it's a very important music that we have here. Uh, and, and there is uh, two capital uh, figures that have, you know, turned flamenco into an international thing, which are 
uh, Paco de Lucia and Camarón de la Isla, which maybe you, you know at least their names. Okay, they are, so Paco de Lucia is the most important guitar, flamenco guitar player uh, uh, in the history of flamenco. And Camarón de la Isla is the most important singer uh, in the history and of flamenco. They, both of them passed away, uh, but during the 70s and 80s, uh, they transformed flamenco top to bottom. Uh, uh, and they were open-minded enough to let other kinds of music enter flamenco world. So that, uh, those times were when the first generation of flamenco jazz musicians came out, uh, which maybe you, you know, you're familiar with Chano Dominguez. It's a pianist here uh, that uh, he was the, the, the first that's starting to play kind of jazz flamenco with the piano or, or uh, Jorge Pardo, flutist, which have played a lot with uh, Chicoria, for example, or he started playing flamenco jazz, improvising with, with the flute, you know? Uh, uh, so that was the first generation of, of, of flamenco jazz musicians. And, and I think somehow we took it from, from there, you know? But at the same time, we, we didn't, we didn't uh, lost the big influence that uh, the real flamenco thing is, which is Paco de Lucia and Camarón and a bunch of other artists. Uh, but the thing is that uh, my generation, I think uh, it's, it's more open-minded or at least we have had access to more things. Uh, and so we let the, the door open to many other kinds of music, like, uh, of course, classical music, but uh, electronic music, rock music, uh, I don't know, contemporary classic or however you want to call it. So nowadays is like the, 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 the music that, that comes from here is much more rich in a way. It has more elements. Uh, and, and I think that makes it more, more subtle, more interesting uh, for the listener too. So uh, in my case, uh, I mean, uh, uh, my, my, my family used to play a, a bunch of different music at home from classical to rock, to jazz, to, to folk, to flamenco, to whatever. So, so I consider myself a fan of many kinds of music. And I think that helped me to at least not be, not have prejudices about music. And you know, if I like it, if I if I think it carries this music, this kind of music carries what I want to say. Um, that's 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 enough for me. That's the most important thing. No matter what, how it's made, what are the bricks that uh, I'm using to 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 do this? You know, uh, and of course, among those bricks are folk and flamenco music. That's for sure. You said your father is a professional musician. What does he play? Yes, drums. He plays drums. Oh, he nice. played. Uh, he played. He was one of the best drummers in the eighties here in, in in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, amazing. <laughs> you can assume I know nothing about the Spanish, um, not just jazz scene, but the history of flamenco. No, but it's you okay. Can, it's okay. You can tell me everything because I'm just lapping it up. I'm loving it because Perfect. I I love that. 
yeah, I think your your being Spanish is such a big part of your music. So it's yes. an education for me, and I, the, the more I know, the better. Really. Nice. Uh, yeah. Thank so you. keep those names coming and that history okay. coming. It's very okay. rich, and I Thank find you. it very interesting. Thank you. Hi there, a quick message about how you can best support the jazz session if you so wish. This podcast is made possible thanks to the enthusiasm and generosity of listeners who enjoy these conversations so much that they become members over at the Jazz Sessions Patreon page. There are two tiers of membership, $5 a month or $10 a month. If you head to thejazzsession.com join, you can find out what each tier entails and what perks are associated with the different memberships. So head to thejazzsession.com join for more information. In the meantime, you're welcome to tell folks about this podcast, tweet, Facebook, Instagram about it, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to my conversation with Daniel. So you said that you studied at Berkeley and you were filling holes in your in your education. And one of the ways yes. that you filled those holes, which I think is very smart, because I don't think you can go wrong, is by being taught or mentored by the pianist Danilo Perez. So I wanted yeah, to I mean, know what what is what was the experience like being taught by Danilo and what are some of the things that you took away from specifically him? Yeah, I learned from him. I learned more about music than uh, about piano itself, you know? Uh, he's a very wise man. And you can tell that he's been around Wayne Shorter uh, a lot of time and paying a lot of attention to what Wayne says and, you know, transmits because he's, he's, like, a, he's like a speaker uh, in a good way of, of the philosophy of, of Wayne, you know? Uh, so while, while I, I was at Berkeley, you know, I was trying to find myself as an artist, as a, as a creator, trying to find my voice, which is one of the most difficult things to do uh, in, in music or in, in art in general. Uh, and I was struggling because I everything that I played uh, sounded like you know uh, 
another guy, another and something that you already know, you know, which is something that happens when you are a student. And it's kind of normal, actually. It's a process that you have to go through. Uh, so I, I, I made a bunch of songs, uh, different, and, and some of them I, I, I presented to, to Danilo. Uh, and he, he made me realize that I was already dealing with something original. Uh, and I wasn't realizing it, you know? Uh, so he, he let me know about, about, about what he thought about the music I, I was, I was, I was doing at the time, uh, choose a bunch of, of songs and, and told me, okay, I'm going to bring you to the international jazz festival in Panama, which is, he's the, he's the artistic director. Uh, and I, I mean, I was, I was. I freaked out absolutely because I that was that was something absolutely out of my you know of my view in the next years. So that I mean, his words uh, he told me about that 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 path I should I I should keep going uh, that I I should keep investigating in in, in the music of my land and keep um, investigating about how to how to find uh, a, a true voice that speaks about me and where I come from you know uh, so so I did I mean and and I mean it's it's not it's not I was at Berkeley like a little bit uh, less than two years and I was in close contact to Danilo a little bit less than a year, uh, so it was pretty fast, but it's, it was super intense. Like, I mean, every word of that man, you you have to take it and, and keep it like a treasure because it means a lot, you know. That, and that's and that's how you can tell his, because it happens the same with Wayne, with Wayne Shorter. So, uh, uh, I mean, he. I, I could say to, 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 you know, to resume it, that he put me in, in the right path. He, he, he gave me the, confi the confidence to keep going uh, what I started doing there in Boston. And I think he was right, actually. He was, he was right. So I will be, of course, always uh, grateful for, for that. And yeah, he, he has been a very big influence in, in, in my career, that's for sure. You obviously did find your, I guess, your voice and the marrying of the two worlds of being a jazz musician, but being specifically a Spanish jazz musician. And it's running throughout the theme of this album. In fact, I don't even know if I've said the title of the album, but we should say the album is called Via de la Plata. In fact, that is, uh, it translates to the Silver Way, and I'm reading off your press release here, um, but it is the name of a, a route, a routing yes. from north to south of the Iberian Peninsula. Exactly. There are other titles here, Calacompaya, that refer, I should say, to streets or routes or paths. You've got the Silk Road. So now that theme, the whole theme of Spain is is throughout the music, not just in how it sounds, but also in the titles. So can you tell tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, I mean it's it's nice that you bring that that, that you bring out the, this 
this thing about ways, paths, streets, uh, uh, you know, roads, uh, because I think that's, that is a very good metaphor for music. Music is something that is always moving. Uh, at, at this is how I see it, you know? It's always moving. If music uh, stands still, it's dead because it, it, if it doesn't evolve with, with mankind, let's say, uh, it's, it's, it's dead. That's why when we hear music from the past, it's like a picture, emotional picture of, 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 of the past, of how was the society, how, was, how were the, you know, the, the, the preferences of the people. It, it, it tells you a lot about, about not only the composer, but the society in which that, that, uh, that, that uh, piece was created. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so music is something that is always traveling through time, always. It should be like that. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is that the Silver Way, this Via de la Plata, uh, it's a Roman road. The Romans, when we came he uh, here to Spain 2,000 years ago, Spain was uh, a bunch of tribes uh, unconnected with each other, always fighting with, with each other, you know? So the Romans came here uh, from, from, from Italy, from Rome, uh, and they found this wild place. Uh, so they built a road north to, so north to south. That was the first time that uh, Spain, of course, they, they, they did it for, for you know, um, economic reasons and, and, you know, for, for merchants and, you know, to connect different places to, to, to do business, but uh, probably without, without, uh, without realizing they culturally connected uh, Spain or the Iberian Peninsula for the first time ever. So the, first, the, the, the different cultures could travel through this road could know each other, could influence each other within the peninsula. Uh, so that was, for me, that was the first time that Spain uh, was Spain, you know? Before that, it was just a bunch of tribes in a piece of land, you know? And from that point on, Spain was put together, you know, through this silver way. Uh, and from that moment on, Spain is being like a melting pot of a bunch of different cultures because where it's placed geographically and uh, because of, of its history, uh, in Spain, we have a lot of influence from the North, from the Celtic uh, cultures coming from, from UK and, you know, uh, Britain islands and all the North of Spain is Celtic. We have uh, influence from the center of Europe. After the Romans, the, the Goths and the the vice gods, I think it's called in English, these uh, Germanic tribes came here. And my, my two family names are Germanic. Garcia and Diego are from these Germanic tribes, you know? We have a lot of influence from the Middle Eastern through, through the north of Africa. Spain was, was conquered by, by the Arabs during 700 years, and they, they made a big footprint here. Uh, we have uh, influence from, from Americas. Uh, so when we discovered America in the 15th century, we bring a lot of culture there and we bring back a lot of culture from there. 
and the black Africa too, because all the slaves uh, um, will we, we bring here to Spain a lot of their cultures through America, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's a very, very, very long history and rich history here in Spain. And, and I think my music kind of without, without really wanting, but kind of, you know, has a little bit of, of all that. So that's why, that's why this is the title of the album and, you know, the, the, the metaphor, what it represents, what, what is behind that title. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's good that you notice that because it, it means both things, this melting pot of different cultures and at the same thing, the same, the same time, this music being something that is constantly traveling with uh, towards the unknown you know mm. but it is traveling so yeah. that's beautifully put daniel and again i'm just getting such i love how knowledgeable you are some people may think it's obvious they're like well he's from spain so of course he's knowledgeable about the history of spain but that's not always the case and so i'm just sitting here listening <laughs> and lapping it up and being like this is fantastic i'm learning so much so if you take all of that deep historical knowledge and now we look at the music. How do you begin to try and capture that in the music? How do you compose? You sit down at the piano, what happens first? Well, that's a very good question and a very difficult one to, to answer uh, because a lot of it is absolutely, uh, how to say it, irrational process. You know, I just, uh, mo yeah, most, most of it is just, most of the songs come out from improvisations. I just sit down in, 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 in at home and, and start playing, you know? And maybe sometimes I, I grab something that I like, uh, keep doing it, keep developing it, and it, be, it, it, it ends up becoming a, a, a song or, or whatever you want to call it. But, but uh, I, don't, I don't really think about, okay, let's, let's, let's make a a piece that is more close to flamenco now a piece that is more close to classical or to jazz or to whatever you know no i just i just let myself go uh and and if i'm lucky i i end up you know finding something that i like and, and develop it but i always have my my phone nearby because if i find something that i like i record it and and Something that I really like to do is when I find something that I like, I record it and I leave it. I leave it for two, three, four months uh, and then listen to it again. And if it grabs me, I, I take care of it. But if, if don't, I forget because you, because you have a much more objective uh, sense of things when you are not attached to them. And when you create something, um you you are attached to it you love it because you, it just happened yeah. and you like it great advice uh, but but maybe it's not that is not uh that is not real mm. so to say for the rest of the people so so you you take your distance to the thing you just did and make and and start owning it you know uh, so when you listen back to it, it's not yours. It's like something else's. If it grabs you, that means it has something. 
that is valuable. So I, I, I try to do that for, for my composition process and I think it, it works. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like a painter painting something, taking a yes. step back, going away, coming exactly. back. And also if you exactly. paint something and it doesn't look quite right and it doesn't look realistic, you need to go away often to come back and look at it with fresh eyes and be like, oh, okay, it's the nose or, you know. So Absolutely. yeah, and I love it, that and, advice. And, and, and it happens a lot, uh, you know, uh, how to say it in, in, in English, uh, uh, like, like, so you, you do something that you think is good, uh, take your time, listen back to it, and you realize it's not good, definitely. But it happens the opposite. You do something that you think is not that good, uh, Take your time, go back to it, and you find that oh, okay, this this is something, you know. So, so it's very easy to get confused by your feelings at the moment of creating something. It's is is so easy because you get excited, or maybe your day was a, was special for something, and you are you are very open to to whatever comes to you, no matter what. Or maybe it was a, a, a you know a shitty day for you, and you don't like anything, but you are not being objective. So so it's it's good to take your time. It's good to take a step back, and and you know as you said, the, the, the painter the painter thing is, is the same absolutely. stage after you have well I should say the third stage after you have taken space come back decided whether or not it's an idea worth pursuing and really kind of ironing out the details is that it comes to life with your bandmates and yes. this is now is this the second album that you've recorded with Rainier and Michael no actually it's the fourth one wow okay. so I, I I started recording with them from the from the first one uh so i we know each other a lot the, the 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 previous one and this one is the are the ones that we have i mean you can tell there's a we are a, a unit you know 
there's a lot of trio working going on here. But but we know each other very, very well. We have played a lot together. And, and of course, the, the, the next step, as you said, is is going to the to the rehearsal room and put this music together with them, which is an another completely different thing that that composing it. That's but it, it, it's, it has a lot of things in common with the fact of creating it in the sense that you have to uh, take a step back of your own music like, it, it, like you don't own it. So they have space and they feel confident to put their thing on it. Because if you feel very jealous of your music, uh, you can be... You, that is not good for... for, for or creating music with more people because because you are closing doors to them you know all the time no i don't like this this way because you have preconceived ideas of what you wanted you know so i another thing that that's why you have to find really good people that you uh, that you like to play with uh, and and so the next step is be super open minded to their to their you know their their addings, their ways of interpreting your music. Uh, and I love to do that because there's a lot of different angles that I found about my music that I didn't know until they played them. Uh, they they played the, the songs, you know? And and we talk a lot about this and that and how to how to you know how to play this specific section of the song, how to do it. Uh, uh, we we like a lot to uh, to you know to to communicate each other. Uh, so in in every concert, there's a lot of uh, on concert, there's a lot of interplay between us, and um, our concerts are pretty well balanced. It's not like there's a piano which is the leader and then bass and drums are 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 accompanying the piano. No no no, it's not that way. It's really a three three legs, uh, you know being uh, and that starts from the from from the from the first step which is putting the music together so i like to be super open-minded to their their ideas uh, and they feel confident enough to bring new things to the music and i think all of that adds adds to the music and and, and i mean it's one of the reasons that i think this music connects with people which is is not is not it doesn't i i think it doesn't sound very like egocentric music but it's it's more like okay there's a bunch of guys just playing expressing themselves nobody's taking the lead uh and you know uh it's it, nobody's trying to show off or anything like that it's just you know music uh and i think this is this is it's not by chance. This is all, you know, a, a position that you take uh, towards music. Yeah. And we should, I didn't mention their full names and we should, but you know, your the two other parts of your unit are Rainier Elizard, who I, his nickname must be El Negron. El Negron, which is the, the big black <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, he's a tall thing, super tall black guy uh and and it's it's called it, 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 i mean he himself calls himself like that and, and 
is on bass and, and Michael Olivera on, on drums. And both of them are for Q, from Cuba. I was going to ask, are they Spanish? Yeah. So they're not. Ah, yeah. but, uh, do they live but in they Spain? Have been here, they have been here in Spain since, uh, I mean, 10, 15 years or something like that. to everyone who makes this show possible, namely the Patreon members over at thejazzsession.com slash join, and also the Respect Sextet at respectsextet.com for the theme music. You're welcome to head to thejazzsession.com slash join to find out more about how you can become a member today, and feel free to rate and review this podcast, and do subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and feel free to tell folks about it. Word of mouth is much appreciated. There's no such thing as bad press, after all. You can follow along at Twitter, at JazzSesh, or on Instagram and Facebook, at The Jazz Session. I also have a YouTube page where I post video excerpts of interviews with this season's guests, so you can subscribe there. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in and do spread the good jazz session word if you enjoy this show. Now, back to the interview. Then let's talk about you have some fabulous guests on this album who each bring oh, yeah. something and I, I, we're gonna, let's go one by one. So tell me, okay. you have the great trumpeter, Ibrahim Malouf. Uh, how, and how did it come to be? Yes. Uh, so, uh, Michael, uh, my drummer, ha knew him in advance because he played once with him uh, with Alfredo Rodriguez, the Cuban pianist, uh, which he plays uh, with him uh, too. Uh, so, and, um, you know, they got along each other super good because it happens that Ibrahim is a, is a super nice guy. He's like the nicest guy ever. It's amazing. Uh, so, so, you know, when we were talking about recording more uh, new music and make a new album, we were talking about, about guests because, you know, it's always nice to, to, to have other people to add into your music, you know? Uh, and, and his name, you know, came across. And, and Michael uh, gave me his contact and I contacted him. But, I mean, I, we didn't know each other at all. And I, I contacted him, sent him the music and asked him if he, 
if he likes the music, do you, do, do you want to participate in this album? And it happens that he loved the music. Uh, and from, I mean, from the first moment he was like super in, you know, like, of course, um, like, let's do this. Music is beautiful. I Did really you want send to him a this. recording or just the, the written music, the score? No, the, the, I, I, I sent him the dem demos, like demos. MIDI okay. demos made here at, at, in my laptop, you know, so, but somehow he already saw what was behind that. Uh, so from that moment on, it was super easy. So we went to the studio. The, the sad thing is that we couldn't record together all in the, in the same room because of the COVID thing. Uh, so the trio recorded, recorded first. It was hard, actually, because we had to record with the guests in mind, but the guests were, were not there, you know? But I think it, it ended up working pretty, pretty well. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we recorded, uh, with the trio recorded in the studio and then we sent the, the music to Ibrahim and he filled, uh, he filled the gaps, he filled his part. And he, man, he plays so beautifully. He's an amazing musician. He's so thoughtful, so sensitive. Uh, uh, I mean, every note he plays has a meaning behind. Uh, he looks for, you know, he looks really for, he looks for making sense with the music, you know? He doesn't look for showing up. He can't play the trumpet like, 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 come on. It's it's a it's a demon with a with a trumpet, but he's no he's no showing off at all, at all. He, he's just speaking with the with the instrument, you know. So yeah, I mean it, it it's been an amazing experience, and I'm we we are looking forward to play together. Actually, let's hope it happens next year. But but it's been amazing. All all I have to say about Ibrahim that he's he's an amazing musician and an amazing human being. Absolutely. Oh. So nice to have that experience and Absolutely. to come out of it. And I think um, you would never know, Daniel, from listening to it, that it was not recorded in a live room. Yeah, it, I mean, it surprised me as well. I mean, when I when I hear it, and it, uh, with with all of them, with all the guests, they took they they really took their time to make it that way. And I I mean, I I really appreciate that because it's, it's not easy. And they took their time to to make the music sound like, like if we are in the same room playing together. Uh, and that talks about how good musicians they are because it's not easy to do that. And, and that talks about how care, caring musicians are. are. And they, they, I mean, I really, I, I feel so grateful that, that the three guests of this album took their time to, to, make, it, uh, to make it happen in this way, which is, like it, it sounds flawless like 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 we were playing together uh, and it's amazing yeah so now let's go on to the let's call to meeting the mutual fan club of <laughs> clarinetist anat cohen so tell me Absolutely. how anat came to play so that i mean the, the anat the anat thing is pretty similar to ibrahim's but you have to change michael as as the link and put rainier as the link because uh, uh, Rainier played with Anat in, in Jazzaldia uh, Jazz Festival in, in San Sebastian, uh, which is one of the most important festivals in Europe. Uh, and so Anat 
called him like five, six years ago to play in his uh, in her European tour that year. So uh, Rainier had her contact and he passed it to me. And I did the same as with Ibrahim. I, I, I sent him a message. I, I sent her a message. I sent her some music. And again, she loved it. Uh, and again, from the beginning, she was like super in like, okay, Daniel, uh, I really like the music. Uh, let's do this, you know? I, I, I mean, I, I was freaking out because I, I, uh, uh, we didn't know each other, you know, at all, zero. Uh, and they are very, very well-established artists at, at this moment. So they, they, they don't, they don't need to do this at all. Uh, but they did, and they did uh, very like, like with all, with all their heart, so to say. And so I feel very grateful. And so again, she loved the music. And she ended up recording three songs in, in this album, which is, which is amazing. She recorded in, in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro. He, she's always moving. She's always traveling. She's always moving. Uh, so it was difficult to find the moment to do it because, uh, because she was like nonstop. But we finally, we, we could make it. And it, it ended up sounding, sounding beautiful. I mean... Speaking about her as a musician, her sound is like other otherworldly. I mean, she makes she makes the clarinet sound like many many different instruments, like amazing. Uh, she 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 has the she she can produce this super silky sound, like embraces you like a hug. But at the same time, she she can scream with the instrument like like like. And she makes you crazy, going crazy, you know. And and you know her dynamics, her phrasing is is so beautiful. So again, I feel so grateful that she she could make it. It works beautifully, and the three tracks that she's on are just so beautiful. It's almost as if you chose the pieces really well in terms of the personalities of your guest artists. But I'll also say the one thing you have not said. Yes, it's testament to how musical Anat and Gerardo and Ibrahim are. Their musicianship is, you know, out of this world. But it's also testament to how good the writing is. That that process of them recording remotely, that it works. That they don't sit there and say, well, actually, hold on, I don't get this. And, yes, you know, it's so obvious because the writing is so good. They're like, oh, this is how I go in. So I can say that. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate. It. Yeah, I took good care of of that of that thing. Is 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 good that you you say it because uh, I knew this this was not going to be easy. So I I took good care of the writing uh, of how to do this well. We took very good care in the studio when we were recording to not overplay, to make the space for them uh because it's easy to when you when you hear the music so empty that like nothing is happening you you tend to overplay to play more than the music needs uh when 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 the guest is there you know so uh so yeah it was a it took a lot of you know uh focus and self-awareness to do this thing from their part and from our part 
So I'm glad I'm glad it ended up working because because it's I mean the results are are there. It's lovely and Daniel it's a beautiful album and I love how it builds on your 2019 release which is also on Act Music. It's just lovely to see the journey that you know a musician goes down the road. You'll go back to roads. So what is next <laughs> for you? So are you touring this album now or is that coming up? Yes, we are we are uh we are we have the the album release concert on November here in Madrid and the International Jazz Festival in Madrid. And in November, we go to Germany and Belgium, I think, and then to the Netherlands at the end of, of November. Um, and then for the next year, we have a bunch of, a bunch of, of gigs uh, because this year was a bit tricky still with the COVID thing. But for the next year, it's going to be plenty of, of gigs presenting this album all over the place. I hope so. Uh, it seems like so. I'm so happy. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to play this music live because one thing is a studio, one thing is a recording, and, and another completely different thing is the is a, is a live music, you know. And and these these songs um, work very well. In, in the studio, but I think they are going to work super well in, 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 in live situations. So, so I, I so looking forward to, to play this music live. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for audiences ah, who will get you. to hear you and see you all play live. Thank you so much, Daniel, for coming to speak to me. It's been a big pleasure and your, your questions are so rich, so thoughtful. So, I mean, it's it's not always like this, and, and every time, I mean, it's it's a big pleasure to answer this kind of, of well thought, well made uh, questions. So thank you so much for this interview. I really really appreciate. It. Thank you.
Thank you so much to this week's guest, Daniel Garcia. His album, Via de la Plata, is out on Act Music Now, wherever you buy your records. And if you're in Europe, there's a really good chance that you'll get to see Daniel perform live with his trio. He's at Villa Nostel Jazz in Madrid on the 26th of November, and he's performing in Rotterdam at Lanteren Fenster on the 27th. Again, you can head to his website for more information, and I'll post all of this and the name of the tunes that were played today in the show notes for the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Nikki Schrerer, and I'll see you next week for another conversation about life and jazz here on The Jazz Session.